0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, news, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. So, a uh, strange week in Apple news this week, really. We've had uh, an earnings call where Apple did rather well, despite all the predictions of doom and gloom. Um, A new beta, which has jumped from 13.45 to 13.5, a bit more on that later. Um... An extraordinarily powerful but easily understood iOS exploit was explained. Um, now closed down by the uh, latest beta, but apparently extant for the last three years. Um, there's a bug in macOS which will fill up your storage with uh, extra blank space on your JPEGs and. Uh, Apple is making Face ID unlock easier if you're wearing a mask. And to talk about this and lots of other things... I am joined once again by Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, Simon. Good to be back on the
2: show again on this rather dismal Sunday afternoon, although we have been spoilt with the weather. You always know it's a strong podcast when the, the, the opening conversation starts about the weather.
1: Well, every, you know, it's British. That's what we do, isn't it? That's what we do. We have a weather report.
2: Yes. Yeah it's ruining my uh, my videos because i'm sort of so used to like shooting on in the garden when it's nice and sunny and plus when it when it's raining i can't record any ambient sounds for my next review so <laughs> i've just sort of been sat here thinking oh there's, there's no i've avoided it for 4 weeks now at the five of lockdown i'm going to, have to actually do some housework <laughs>
1: That's the rock and roll lifestyle I'm leading at the minute. That's the rock and roll lifestyle. That's it. That's it. Things are getting desperate. I might have to do some housework, Uh, (laughs) and I'm joined. I've got a new. I have got a new gadget, though. If anyone's interested. All right. Well, we'll talk about that in a bit, then, Mark. We'll talk about that in a bit, and we're joined once again by Jim. Hello, Jim.
3: Hello there. That's a lovely sunny day here. Uh, We can we can possibly uh, discuss, Mark, uh, what uh, cleaning products we use and whether you wear wear a beanie or what you do for dusting and things like that.
2: I'm up for that because in my hand right now I had Method Multi Surface Non-Toxic Cleaner in a rather nice pink grapefruit color.
3: I'm worried (laughs) why you've got it in your hand at this moment.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, when I say I started the uh, the housework to clean up, I thought right, I want to yeah sort of. I've been here for a year now and I thought it was about time I actually, you know, chucked out all the junk that I've been carrying around for the last sort of probably 10 years. And I thought, right, I'm going to start on my computer desk. And the computer desk is great, but as long as I don't look to my left or to my right, where I've got four screwdrivers, two batteries, a small webcam, I don't know why I have about half a dozen small external hard drives floating around, but as long as I look straight ahead on my nice clean desk, to me, the room is clean.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's the male way of doing it. As long as what I'm looking at is clean and tidy, the rest doesn't matter. (laughs) And uh, as you can hear... Yes, uh, James has got a oh. new microphone, haven't you, Jim?
3: I oh, have indeed. Yes, uh, I'm just going to ask Mark if he's actually looked on the Apple website to see what the uh, new cleaning products are doing now.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I'm sort of there is a part of me that is thinking, there's Patreon money, it wouldn't actually be too much beyond the realms of possibility if I actually did buy the toothbrush and did a full on in depth review of it. But then I thought. Who's really going to want to see someone brushing their teeth? But then again, it is YouTube. (laughs) I'm just going to go on YouTube now and see if anyone... Oh,
1: (laughs) no, don't, don't. Oh, Oh, dear. Don't start him off, for God's sake.
2: (laughs) The last review I found of the uh, ninety nine dollar Apple toothbrush was by someone called Tech Smart with two T's on the end. So, uh, if I go
1: quiet, you know why. <laughs> right. Yes. So, uh, Jim, do you want to tell us about this microphone that you bought? Actually,
3: um, it's pretty cheap, seventeen pounds. Uh it's got a rather long title. I'm just trying to find it in my um. Amazon, uh, if I can find the right part of my iPad, Uh, let's have a look, Um, it's a condensing microphone, Um, here we go, Uh, it's it's short name is the Mo Clever Professional Condenser Microphone Studio Recording Cardioid Microphone with 180 degree tripod pop Filter USB plug for podcasting, game chatting and so on. That's a, that's the title for the product. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: we we love we we love Amazon short titles, don't we? They do. They yeah. do like to try and get all the keywords in there. It's
3: it's quite it's quite a nice wee device. Um, yeah, as I say, it's seventeen pounds and seven pence. Well, that's because I've got Amazon Prime or not, I don't know. But uh, it was free postage. I arrived a day early. Um, it's wee desktop uh, version. It's it's quite smart.
2: You've also got, you also, well, actually, take us through, because I think you're underselling the value here. Cause you didn't just get the microphone for 17 quid, well, did you? There was quite a few other accessories sort of mounted with it.
3: Yeah, it has a um, pot filter. Uh with the bracket attached, it's it's a microphone and stands. Uh, so the stand is basically a, a, a kind of O-ring fitted mount where you slide the microphone into, and that's screwed onto a tripod. Um, it's it's just the right size for the job, and I, I believe it sounds better as well. So there you go. Yeah, so
2: yes, yeah, so, I mean that's not bad. I mean for for the for the but for the price and yep. what you've paid because you, you've got the microphone, you've got the USB cable, mm-hmm. you've got the shock mount as well for it, you've got yep. the stand and a pop filter. For seventeen quid and Mm -hmm. it's it's one hell of a of an upgrade, it just goes to show that you don't need to spend an awful lot to sound a lot better. Like for example, there's nothing wrong, you can get away with the audio coming from a set of Apple headphones. But as I found out a couple of times, that if it catches on your clothing or if you've got like a jumper or something with a zip on it, you hear that horrible scratching. Um, sound, which you can't get away with if you've got uh, you know, like look a bit of fabric and uh some elastic bands and sort of jerry rig something together, but for seventeen pounds yeah you know you're not sounding too bad at all
3: well I mean if you consider what I was using before, that was the Apple iPhone headphone set uh you were certainly getting a bit of rustle um yeah, that's a big improvement. Doesn't help the person that's behind the microphone anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I, I I looked at um I looked at one of the, my voiceovers that I was doing for my video, and I think it was up to 141 takes for five minutes of video uh, audio. Sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, look, I looked at a few microphones. I'm trying to. Make, I'm trying to remember the company um, that I looked at. I, mean, I had to look at Blue microphones and uh, what's what's the what's the big Yeti? No, there's another company. I'll uh, um, come back to me. Well,
1: I mean the ones that people often talk about for podcasting. You've got uh, Blue who do the mm-hmm. Yeti and the Snowball and the Podcaster. There's Shua, um, That's another. There's one, one. that's
3: just been launched. The uh, Road. So oh, yeah,
1: Road Road Podcast. That's, that's it. one. But I mean, yeah. those are all right. They're, they're they're nice. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss them if you yeah, don't mind another, spending a hundred quid. Yeah,
3: know. I was gonna say another eighty quids worth. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah. be pretty
1: serious. Let's face it. You know, a sub twenty quid microphone has made a massive yep. improvement in your um in your audio, Jim, mm-hmm. and just yep. it just proves you don't. You know, I think a lot of people forget that they they worry about this. They're getting a professional studio level microphone and. That, you know they're getting all sorts of audio interfaces and all this which is lovely if you're into it you know if that's your if that's your thing but then mm-hmm. uh you know we can press it all down to like 128 kilobit mp3 mono to put it out so <laughs> yeah
2: but yeah. there is a thing that you know if the the better the garbage in garbage out, so the better the audio the less it is um when you come to that like for example i've got a short microphone which um get my co-host on the watching men podcast kindly donated to me but to do that i've got to go into a mix i, I think my whole setup and I, i'm probably going to do a review on it this week um is about a hundred pounds and and i think i could have maybe got the road for that but this just offers me a little bit more um portability and i guess what china says you get what suits you needs you know, yeah you but like, the,
3: like... yeah the other the other thing is um if it doesn't you know it's a... If you spend a hundred pounds on a microphone and it all just kind of falls through, you lose interest or whatever, um, you're not losing an awful lot of money. Uh seventeen pounds, you know plenty. Yeah. Um it's a good enough investment. And uh it'll do the job. It does
1: the job, and that is that is exactly it. You know, it's like if you're thinking of taking up photography, and I know you enjoy your photography, I'm sure. Uh, Jim, you would, you know, advise anybody who's thinking of taking up photography not to go out and buy a £500 camera to start, you know. Go mm-hmm. out and yeah. buy not a rubbish camera, you know, but perhaps look at the second-hand market. Buy yourself a, a moderately yeah. good camera for, you know, a budget price. And then if you find that you enjoy your photography and uh, you come up against limitations in the camera, then is the time to consider buying a more expensive camera, you know. Yeah, <laughs> If you, that's if true. You, if you... You know, if you give it a go and get bored of it or find that it spends more time on the shelf than it does, you know, being used, you're going to be glad you Mm -hmm. only spent, you know, I don't know, 90 or 100 pounds, you know, to start out.
3: Yeah. And and if you spend 5,000 pounds on a a camera, uh, it's not going to make you a photographer.
1: That is Uh, true. Speaking of which,
2: thank you for the hint of taking pictures in the bathroom.
3: Oh, that. Yeah. I, I, I had visions of you in the bathroom uh, taking photographs in the, in the nudes. That was a worrying, worrying well, thought. Well,
2: no, there was there's too, there were too many reflective surfaces, so I thought, no, I'll actually uh, dress up for for this occasion. <laughs> for anyone who's wondering, um, I've I've been doing a bit of product photography for a website that I'm sort of trying to kick off the ground, and I've got a, a cup. And it turns out trying to take a picture of a cup or a mug isn't, qu- isn't easy because you get reflection, shadows, like you do with anything – but Jim said about, he read that if you stick your product in the, in the bath, providing it's a white bath, you get I sort of like, in, uh, like a, 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 what was it, an infinity background. So if you, yeah, as long it, as you have like, some decent light.
1: It's not a bad substitute for what um, professional photographers use for shooting product shots, which is an infinity drop background, which is usually simply a large uh, white piece of um, a sort of card material. Which drops into a nice curve, which helps remove um, shadows and so on. Now, a bath is not, uh, you know, uh, the correct curve, but it's a lot better than trying to photograph it on a table. So there you go. It's not a bad tip, actually. Yeah, if, if,
3: the, if the bath's a if the bath's a white bath, um, yeah, it's no
1: good if it's it, avocado.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the lake—it's uh, throwing around all, all, all sides. So yeah, yeah. Have you actually done, done that yet? Um, did you did you actually get what you were trying to do done?
2: Well, I only sort of um, I only had like a quick sort of five minute go at it because the as, as the director said, the light was gone by that point, and I was using the indoor tungsten lamps. And then I could have dropped it into Luminar Three, which is still free, by the way. Uh, then tried to muck around, but I thought i will just have a quick go. So on mm-hmm. the first attempt, it's not too bad. I, I think that's my job for tomorrow is uh, trying. Yeah, really home down the process.
3: Not the homework, the uh, housework then.
2: Well th- well, this is the thing. I've now got a new distraction. <laughs> exactly. In a displacement activity for the win. <laughs> well it's either that or I've gotta try and take a picture of a canvas with the uh, sorry, a what is it, a water, uh, an oil-based painting, but I've got to try and capture it square on with a planar lens because if you take a picture of it, sorry, everyone, this is supposed to be an Apple show, not a photography show, but hey-ho, if you take a picture of like a watercolor, uh, sorry, uh, oil-acrylic painting, you'll get all the, the bumps and the ripples, whereas if you scan it, you tend to get a very flat, And I would dare say more washed out image, but I I might just be stretching the limits of my ability a bit too much at this stage.
3: I look forward to seeing this X rated uh, video on the the essential Apple uh, YouTube channel of you doing (laughs) this uh, photography uh, thing.
2: Well, there's always that, uh, there was that famous picture doing the rounds, wasn't it? Where someone had a pitch, uh, a metal teapot. And when you looked at the reflection, not only was he in the nudie, but he was in the nuddy uh, wearing women's clothing.
1: <laughs> there's several uh-huh. of those. There are several of those product fail shots. Uh, if you if you want to search the internet for you know, <laughs> eBay product fail shots, you will find some uh, fairly hilarious uh, gaffes, shall we say. Oh, dear. Right. Well, let's move on, shall we? Let's have some Apple news. Um, Apple beta dropped this week and sort of mysteriously went from 13.4.5 beta 1 to 13.5 beta 2 or 3, depending if you're a developer or public, uh, which is also slightly odd because normally uh, they're in step and they only usually release one to developers before the public. Uh, for a major release, which was slightly um, unusual. So, uh, as it happened, uh, it came up in the Slack, why have they done that, what's happened to 13.6 or any of the others. Um, I did a bit of research, and it turns out, uh, according to Forbes and some other sites, that uh, because Apple have added the um, contact tracing API, for developers, uh, for the Bluetooth, you know, uh, contact tracing, uh, that has uh, meant a change to the developer SDK. And Apple's rules say if they modify the SDK, then the uh, software number has to change to the next minor software number. So that is why it's jumped from 13.4 point something to 13.5. Um... And so they have released this new beta, and it comes with two, obviously, uh, fairly important additions, uh, one of which, obviously, is the fact that it now contains the Face ID, um, sorry, the Bluetooth contact tracing API, and the other is that it has made um, Face ID can now tell if you're wearing a mask. And I tried this out, actually. Um, If you hold up your phone, Uh, And it will bring up the face ID and uh, ID you and open the phone. If you obscure the lower part of your face with your hand or a piece of paper or an actual mask, of course, um, it no longer attempts to face ID you. It will go straight to the enter your passcode um, option, which... Doesn't sound like much, but I'm pretty sure if you, uh, you know, if you're an NHS worker or somebody else who is wearing a mask uh, most of the time, I'm pretty sure every time you pick your phone up, it's saying "failed to face ID." You do and then going to the um, enter your passcode could get really rather tiresome. So uh, was this something
2: that baked into Apple Maps just recently, or am I, or is this what's coming up? I, I seem to remember. Some sort of update going into Apple Maps uh,
1: regarding the virus, or am I just going a bit insane? I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I can't say that I recall any such thing, but I well, I vaguely recall something being done to Apple Maps, but I'm, I couldn't say what, and I certainly don't have a link, so uh, maybe we'll have to look at that and uh, see about talk about it next week if we come up with something. Awesome.
2: Also in this update I had a quick look before the show started there's apparently a way now you can share a song to Instagram have you
1: seen that in the release notes uh i haven't i haven't i haven't dug into the release notes uh, very much I, ha- I think i do recall somebody saying um on on one of the um you know one of the chat groups i'm in because i somebody said if you now share a song um with the you know what i'm listening to now um Not only does it share the song, but it actually shows at what point in the song you are. (laughs) Well, that can be handy. There you go.
3: The the thing about the this thirteen point five. I mean, last week we were talking about um, was it thirteen point? Well,
1: it was was thirteen point four point
3: five. We were talking about thirteen point four point two. We thought might come out or it might come out as thirteen. 4.5 4.5 last week but there's been no sign of any updates. so i'm no. wondering whether these have been superseded completely yes they have it's basically
1: they won't they won't i think what they've right. done is they've jumped straight to 13 13.5 uh, mm-hmm. in order to add the uh contact tracing and the face id uh change and i'm yeah. pretty sure that this 13.5 will release very shortly um well there
3: the seems to be still an awful lot of bugs with thirteen point five. Um you know, the channel I watch on YouTube, uh, Zolotech, uh, he's been running the the beta and is finding it mail's a problem, Although may has been a problem for quite a while, uh maple mail. Um but there's other things happening with it. Um I just wish it would actually fix the bugs I've got in my my iPads and iPhones.
2: Well what 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 bugs are you experiencing? Um
3: Well I I looked up there to see whether the there was any hits and went into general. Uh the bulk of the different sections of general were missing. There was only a couple of highlighted. Um so I had to go out of general and come back into general to get it, you know, show these options again. Um uh, with the iPhone, I'm still getting this. Absolutely frustrating um, Belgium number corruption problem. No, uh, something... what remember, what? <clears throat> well, what happens is in my iPhone, because I'm on Virgin Media or Virgin Mobile, um, there appears to be a bug. Well, it's a Virgin problem or well, it's an Apple problem. I, we don't seem to know. But what happens is that after maybe a day, um, all my phone numbers are Changed to a Belgium format. Um, we've talked about this before, and it's still happening. I just wish they'd fix it. Have
2: you tried doing anything like um, changing your region to yeah. somewhere different and then changing it back?
3: Yeah, I went into Apple Store many months ago, and that was one of the options, and that didn't really cure it. Uh, so the the, the current pro- the current option I have is to switch off the phone and restart it, and that fixes it for a day. Uh, but I've seen nothing. I've seen nothing in uh, the notes about. Uh, uh, any of the updates fixing this, this corruption? They seem to be you know, they're concentrating on other problems at the moment.
2: Well, it sounds like a GPS bug because oh, it, it mm. would. What about. Uh, are you running a VPN on your phone?
3: I've got a VPN on the phone, but I don't have it switched on.
2: What about if you, um, again, just try and. We're live troubleshooting, folks, bear with us. Just, mm. again, turn on the VPN and then. No, because that wouldn't make. Would that? No,
3: it would appear to be a service problem. Uh, anyway, uh, that's. I'm hoping that maybe 13.5 will fix it, but I'm not holding my breath. Don't oh. hold your
1: breath.
2: Now I've got a bit of news. Speaking of bugs, now remember, um, I've done a review on my TP-Link small mobile hotspot thingy. And for ages and ages and ages, I just could not get my Mac to connect to this mobile hotspot. I tried everything through everything I could at it, like clean out all the network stuff, clean out all the caches, tried what I, whatever I could find. And then yesterday, I thought, oh, I'm just going to turn it on, you know, make sure the battery's okay, blah, 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 connects. Just out of the blue, decided to connect to it. <laughs> No, no re, no reason. The only thing I can think of is that I was pending a security slash software update. And whatever Apple's done, they must have ripped out the guts of something. But yeah, it's uh, it's now working again. That's good.
1: That's good. Uh, like often with these things, you know, you would think that tech apparently, you know, follows some sort of logical pattern. Often it is just like who knows. Who knows? I'm sure somebody somewhere yeah. knows what's changed, but to the rest of us, it is simply, um, yeah, magic. Ah, it's all magic. Um, right, I've had a look at the show notes. Um, Not the show notes. The release notes for the latest beta, and it says iOS and iPad OS 13.5 provides support to develop apps for iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. Uh, the SD comes bundled with Xcode 11.5 beta. This is for developers, obviously. Um, but information on the compatibility of Xcode eleven point five beta. Uh, see the they release notes uh, right. Uh, exposure notification. Um, music new features. A new option is available to share songs, albums, and playlists to Facebook and Instagram stories and that is the full depth of the 13.5 release notes uh, as in depth as ever from Apple they're uh, not exactly known for the in depth release notes um so uh moving on this this one uh this one came via uh, john gruber on his um daring fireball um apparently 13.5 has broken an extraordinarily powerful but easily understood iOS exploit, uh, which the developer nicknamed "Psychic Paper." Um, if you uh, you know if you understand code, you can um, you can read uh, John Gruber's piece and then follow the link to the original uh, you know uh, author of the piece. Um, and there's great chunks of code in there explaining how this bug worked and how he exploited it. Um, which if you don't understand code, you don't actually need to read. Just read his comments in between the chunks of code and he will explain to you uh, exactly what the problem was. And it would appear, or well, not appear, it is so that apparently uh, iOS uses XML or all the plists, which control a whole load of things on Mac OS and uh, iOS. And uh, it uses several different parsers, which uh, can be tricked into returning slightly different outputs. And he exploited this fact to allow uh, himself to uh, assign himself basically godlike powers to any app that he wanted, thus breaking the sandbox completely. Um, and he's now very sad that after three years of being able to um, elevate his uh, privileges to anything he liked, any time he liked, uh, he can't do that anymore. Um
3: the other thing I liked about his, uh, his his report was he um, he he'd just found his first zero day um, uh, bug Exploit, yeah. in the software, and that's been superseded by thirteen point five. Well, he's uh, so,
1: it, yeah. had it for th- for three years. He's been yeah. using it for three years. Luckily, yeah. it would appear that um, it's not a widely known bug and is now patched mm. in 13, uh, 13.5. But um, mm. yeah. Uh luckily it would appear that this this chap is a a good you know, a good guy and kept it pretty much to himself. Um but it it is a bit uh, a hell of a security miss. Um and as he says, you know, uh why have we got so many passes for XML and XML is horrible anyway? (laughs) <laughs> apparently, XML
2: was going to be the the new shiny, wasn't it? When Microsoft sort of threw it out to everyone.
1: Yeah, well, according according to him, part of the reason that this uh, bug was easy to exploit, uh, although as he said, how the hell I found it and everybody else missed it, I don't know. But then again, apparently XML is difficult to pass and difficult to write correctly, um, and that is his uh, the root of it. But there we go. There's an interesting read if you're in the least bit interested in um you know how the uh, uh the core of how your device actually works it's a uh, it's a very interesting piece right uh and that's about all there is about that really uh other than oh my god it's a good job he's a good guy and kept it quiet for three years <laughs> uh uh there um another bug it's not been a good week for apple on the bug front um uh, we there was a piece from laptop mag which i think uh, i think jim posted first uh yeah. mac os bug fills your macbook storage with blank files um it's not strictly blank files um the problem appeared to be or at least originally appeared to be that if you transferred um if you transferred images from your uh, ios device to your mac using um image capture plugging your device in and using image capture to import them it adds 1.5 meg of blank space to the end of every JPEG Um, now that doesn't sound like a lot and if you only use a few you know a few images it's probably not a problem Um, but as he says if your MacBook only has 128 gig of storage um, this becomes a pretty significant loss if you import a large number of photographs Mm -hmm. Now, originally this was, uh, you know, pointed at image capture and my initial uh, assessment of it was this seems like a pretty minor bug because who in the hell, you know, realistically uses image capture to import thousands of pictures from their, uh, you know, iOS device or camera. Um, However, later in the week, it was reported that uh the jpeg file truncation bug this is mac rumors they called it a truncation bug, which is exactly ex- exactly what it isn't um a truncation bug chops bits off your jpegs and makes them no use um but this uh bug is more pervasive than originally thought, and it would appear apparently um that uh that the bug is actually located inside the image capture core framework. Um, which all developers use to connect digital cameras. Um, The only app not affected is Apple's photo app, which uses undocumented APIs to talk to iOS. Um, Essentially, the pervasive bug causes HEIC files imported from iOS and converted to JPEG to contain more than 1.5 meg of empty data per file. Um... It would appear
3: to be just Catalina. That's the problem with. It doesn't seem to affect as far as I can see. No,
1: yes, it appears to be a Catalina bug as well. Yeah,
3: it's not affecting anything else. So
1: uh...
3: I I, I, certainly had problems with uh, HEIC files. um, You know, especially emailing them to people. you know, my sister, and my brother-in-law, uh, you know, posted pictures from the iPhone to them, and I get an email back saying that they can't open the file because it's such a long, 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 long number. Um, so I've got to then convert converted back to JPEG. Yeah, um, and that uh, so that
1: was that I've come across that as well, and that's strange yeah. because Apple said that um, the you know if you sent it from iOS or from macOS, it would be able to. Um, you no, know, it would convert to JPEG on the fly if it didn't think that the recipient would be able to under, understand that HEIF slash HE. Yeah,
3: I see. But it seems yeah, but it seems to be even though it's um. You know, I'm sent to I'm sent to folk who have iPads and so it's not needing to convert. But they're still having problems trying to open them, which yeah. is rather odd. It's the same system.
1: It's very strange. And um, it is strange. very strange indeed. And yeah. It it also doesn't I have come across this and it seems to be what appears to, you know, the layman to be random. You can send a file and sometimes it comes out correctly and sometimes it doesn't. Um I've no real idea. Um apparently Apple is aware of this bug and until a patch arrives. Uh, The short-term workaround is to prevent your iPhone or iPad from using the HEIF format, um, and to do so, launch settings, select camera formats, and check compatible. Um,
3: So possibly the answer to this at the moment is to to stop using the HEIC files uh, in iOS. um, That that may help to to stop this. But but, uh, how many people actually use... um, the Apple app for importing photographs, to the image capture. Uh, I don't think I've ever used
2: it. I I, I used it a while back because it's just because um, you. What I find with photos is that you never know when it's going to sync. Like you take a photo, and mm-hmm. I've got fairly decent broadband where I am, and you're going. Okay, and it's going to appear anytime time now, and it doesn't. So, at a pinch, I'll use image capture just to go, right, I'll pull this down, transfer it. Um, I, I suppose now more days I use AirDrop, and I, I tend to use that instead of image capture, but I can see a good few uses of it. Like, well, if mm. you're, just, you know, you're on a, 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 a different system and your Wi-Fi is not working or whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah there are some good use cases for it especially if you've got a, a couple of 4k videos that you want to move around
1: i must admit the only reason, the only thing i've used image capture for in the last probably 5 years is to drive my scanner at work after the you know the supplied epson scanner software was abandoned by epson in the usual manner in an attempt to make me buy a new scanner um and i found that uh, apple's image capture would drive the scanner perfectly well so it's, that's the only thing i've used it for in about 5 years i'll be honest um for what it's worth in this um in this article um for users who have a large existing photo library uh the uh donor, apparently who reported this bug has suggested using a new beta version of graphic converter which includes an option to remove the unwanted empty data from jpeg files um now graphic converter is a paid for app but i think you can get a free um a free trial um, or you can get the rather
2: um, amazing JPEG Mini, uh, I, something I use every single day. Uh, and basically what it does, you drop a JPEG into it, and it basically just strips out all of the gumph from it. And you end up with smaller files, but with pretty much as far as I've ever seen... Um, Very, very, very minimal image image degradation. And there will be a link
1: to that in the show
2: notes if I will put it in there.
1: There will indeed. So, uh, yeah, and moving on from that, so that's that's at least uh, two bugs, three bugs maybe, if we include Jim's, uh, you know, uh, Belgian phone number ongoing misery, which... (laughs) Is tied to Virgin Media, so nobody really knows if it's Virgin or if it's Apple's problem, and nobody seems to want to uh, deal with it. Um, we then have um, Valve's Steam VR is ending support for Mac OS after being trumpeted at uh, WWDC twenty seventeen, um, which I,
2: I suppose no one is really surprised about, given you know, we we still don't have a decent Mac, or we've got decent Macs, sorry, but any Macs with um, a decent graphics card that you don't have to go and spend. What's it now? The, the external Thunderbolt uh, boxes, they're about £400 or dollars or something like that. Then you've got to go and buy the graphics card, which is going to be at least another 250 So before you've even got going anywhere near, you're £750 or dollars down the Swanee before you could even think about getting the rest of the gear. So I'm not entirely surprised at this. And you know, Apple's thing of, oh, yeah, well, do graphics cards going by an external uh, box just bugs me. It really does, because there are people that do want a game. And I suppose you can make the argument that if you want a graphics card for your Mac, you go and buy a PlayStation and an Xbox or, and use remote play. But it just seems very weird of why push the potential for vr and get us all excited about gaming and do the big thing with star wars that was the demo wasn't it
1: yeah that was un- was that, one, then- that was unreal though wasn't it that wasn't that wasn't steam i don't know but, but, uh,
2: but yeah but yeah, yeah yeah but it's <laughs> the same thing why get us all excited i mean just this morning i was watching um was it a video about uh was it ar developer ar kits Scene generator thingy, okay what it 's called where you know you can pull down a preset rocket, you can set uh, not the weight um you can set the burn time and all that sort of stuff, and I thought oh, this is really good, but now again they just seem to they seem to just abandon the the things that some of us Mac people want, and it just it 's a pet peeve of mine with apple
1: mm. um this apparently does not come as much of a surprise. As pointed out by Upload VR, a survey published by Valve in March reveals only 4% of Steam users are on a Mac and only 1% own a VR headset. So, um, there you go. When I,
3: first, when I first saw this uh, article, uh, the first thing I thought was, oh no, this is them doing away with the gaming um, system for Macs, um, Steam uh, yeah. I assume that it's purely the the, the VR and it's not actually yeah. affecting. It's not the games. affecting
1: the it's not affecting the Steam um games at all. No, right. It's merely uh, that they're dropping support for VR on the, the VR. Mac. Uh, it says here, uh, Steam VR has ended OS ten support, so our team can focus on Windows and Linux. We recommend that OS ten users continue to opt into the Steam VR Mac OS branches for access to legacy builds. Um.
2: Holy crap if they're pushing linux over mac and let's not forget 3% and what is it 4% of the steam base that's still quite a considerable figure you know with the millions and millions and millions of users on Steam that's still quite a chunk of change yeah, quite
1: a few people but it's only 1% owner a VR headset so you know
2: there well again it all comes down to the fact of, I'm just having a look now the Razer X uh, was it called the, the external GPU the Core X Chroma is $299 so that's before you've got the graphics card so you're looking at going at about $500 to be do some semi decent gaming providing you've already got an an up to date mac which you've probably spent $1200 or pounds on or more anything right, like two I've grand spent, yeah so i've just spent 1500 quid on a mac and uh, now i've got to go and spend another 500 quid to do some gaming on it it's you can see why the Mac sales, which we're going to come to in a bit in the earnings court, might slightly be suffering, but there might be a bit of hope with the whole,
1: will they do a cheap Mac? There's a thought.
3: i actually used to be, uh,
1: myself. Uh, i my boy has got the, um, PlayStation 4 VR. Um, and, uh, that, that's quite good. That's quite good. Um, we've had some fun with that we've had some quite good you know games and experiences on that um yeah it's not bad do you
3: find do you find uh, you have any problems of feeling uh, claustrophobic or queasiness with uh, using not, these things
1: not claustrophobia um one of the games he got with it um was wipeout um which mm. if you're familiar with that is a sort of uh, racing game down tubes a sort of uh, futuristic right. ra- racing game um and about two minutes of that, and I thought I was going to heave um most of the other games, however, that we've played on it um no 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 problems at all um mm. some people are more susceptible to to it than others, but you know things like fast uh, fast moving racing games and whatnot are more prone to cause it than um, than others i played uh we had um oh uh we had a horror game anyway, a horror game. Uh, which i played part of in vr uh for about 2 hours i was playing it in vr until it got too hot and sweaty and then i played the rest not in vr uh, but that was you know that's pretty freaky that's pretty freaky because when the monsters jump out at you <laughs> you really do jump you really do jump when a you know when the horrible zombie pops out of the door right in your face that's not quite the same as seeing it on the... I mean, it can make you jump when you're watching it on the TV, but when it's right in front of your face, that can really make you mm-hmm. jump. Right. Um, then it's been good fun. And we bought... Um, yeah, I know, again, we've drifted off the point, but I, my boy bought for me, very kindly, because I mentioned that I like the game Settlers of Catan, um, which is a quite famous board game. And he bought me uh, Settlers of Catan VR, which is is quite nice. You put the headset on and you're sitting at a table with the virtual game in front of you and you can play against three... Um, you can play online against real people or you can play against some virtual opponents. And um, it's very nice. It's very nice. It's all set in a, a big hall and you can change the... You could change the decor of the hall and whatnot and adjust the position of the board, but you just play the game as you would normally with a virtual board, um, and it's rather nice because quite like a lot of board games um, played on a console or um, on the computer, you don't have to do all the counting and fiddling about. When you chuck the dice, it, it does all the working out for you and allocates all the resources and things mm-hmm. correctly, which is which is lovely. It's quite a nice game, actually, and it didn't cost very much, but, so there we go. There yeah. Bit of a total aside, but uh, VR, you know, obviously the the PlayStation VR is not exactly what you'd call a top end, but it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's it's quite fun. It's quite fun. Um, it does make you wonder why Apple even sort of pushed sort
2: of aspects, you know, with Steam? What anyone got any ideas of what their
1: motivation behind I, it might have been? To be honest, as I recall that WWDC, they were not so much touting um, VR for Mac users, you know, end users so much, as um, uh, using high-end Macs for VR development for games and so on. So they were really, I think they were pitching towards the, at that time, I think it was the Mac, the iMac Pro, um, and of course now it would be the Mac Pro. So they were aiming at developers rather than um, end users. It was very much, if you recall that thing about the, um, as we said about the Darth the Darth Vader piece, it was not about playing a game; it was about the, the development environment.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that is, that is true. That is and,
3: true. And I was also some talk about them going into gaming anyway. Apple at one point, but that seems to have going quiet. Well,
1: Apple have never really been into that ever, have they? That's never been something, which is bizarre. Really, you know, as a company who started out with, you know, the computer for the rest of us, they've never really got into supporting gaming at all.
3: Yeah, they, um, yeah the, only, the, only, the only time they got into it was, was it the Pippin, was it, the Huds? Oh, that oh
1: was a, blimey, that's going back a while.
2: It, blimey, yeah. and that the, was, the,
3: their attempt. That was yeah. a
1: terrible the, device. That was a terrible <laughs> device anyway. It was one of the most... I mean, it was Apple and Bandai, and it was a very weird device. That's um, back
3: in the days of the Apple camera.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is pre The Return of. I oh, could do George. a whole show about that. Oh yes. Oh, I always a fancied. I always fancied that. Um, I always fancied the uh, what was it? The quick shot, the one that looked like a you know looked like a Star Wars binocular rangefinder kind of thing. The second one just looked yeah. like a camera, but the first one looked like a pair of binoculars slash you know, sort of sci-fi rangefinder thing that you see in, in, in sci-fi films. Um, it took absolutely tiny little photographs and could hold all of about eight, I think. But um, <laughs> there we go as well. It was the first, I think, possibly the first consumer digital camera available. There we go. It took well, about 480 by 640 when... pics, I think. <laughs> so I, I've always been sort of slightly
2: hopeful for apple with this whole gaming thing because they're put they seemed and i'm I, if any developers are out there can shed any light on this i would love to know they seem to be working hard with metal to you know rinse every bit of performance i know uh out of the iphone and the ipad which they've done and they said that it was you know it's on the mac because i think there's been a little bit of kerfuffle with um support of open gl Versus Vulcan, and I know I'm way out of my depth there. But then going back a couple of WWDCs, they seemed to you know they they were really pushing this whole replay kit where you could play a game and stream it at the same time. And to my knowledge, there was only about a handful of games that ever sort of took advantage of it. And, that, and I thought if only more did it, you've got yeah you because know, you could basically pick up a game, stream to Twitch, boom, you're a YouTube-y type person.
3: Well, that's why I was saying that uh, there had been a rumour in the last year um, about Apple getting back into gaming, but it just went kind of quiet. Um, yeah, It's I, not a, it's something they couldn't do.
1: I, I think the problem is there is Apple's philosophy on how you know you put a computer together and so on just does not go with the gaming community. The gaming community, like big open boxes mm. where you can you know you can rip out your rip out your card and stick in another you know the minute a newer flashier better graphics card comes out rip out your old card stick in a new one um mm-hmm. you know they like to overclock they like to do all sorts of um
2: well I, I don't know i think that is a very vocal um part of the community but i do think there's a lot of people who just want to buy a box can it play the game that i want and play some other games for a while and then like, go
1: well Yeah, but then from that from that point of view, if you're a casual gamer, you know, you can you can you can play games on the Mac but you just you know, you are not going to get you are not going to get the top end performance and nor are you going to get access to some of the you know, the sort of games that top gamers like to get into. But then again, the sort of people who want to play casual games on their mac probably aren't interested in call of duty ultimate deathmatch and care about getting 100 frames per second whilst they're doing it you know and spend 100 200 quid on a keyboard cuz it's got ultimate responsiveness and so on uh, i don't know maybe i'm gen- you know maybe i maybe i'm generalizing don't you know i'm not i'm not down on uh, gamers if you if that's your thing like any hobby if you're into if you are into online gaming and playing call of duty ultimate deathmatch then yeah i'm sure you do care about getting you know 60 to 90 frames per second and having ultimate responsiveness in your in your peripherals uh, of course you do
2: um but have you even gone so far as play kit
1: 2 hmm, here we are uh and i think we'll finish the apple news then with uh the earnings report first earnings report um Lots to digest here. Lots to digest. Yes, total revenue grows. Service revenues reach new all-time high of uh 13.3 billion, according to Apple, with a link to the Apple newsroom. Uh, Apple. Uh, Tim Cook says company is uh saw an uptick across the board in late April thanks to stimulus and work from home, according to CNBC. And um, we've got a link to Mac stories, uh, who have, They've done their awesome charts there, who They've have done, done, yes, who have done their usual, uh, Apple quarter to 2020 results, 15.83 billion in revenue. I believe the, um, quarter on, you know, quarter over year is a 1% up. Um, and is this, uh, is this by, or is it by John is apparently? Um, but they Mac Stories have done their usual thing with all the charts, all the charts to help you understand what it all means. Um, revenue by product, which is probably one that we are most interested in. iPhone, 50%. iPad 7, Mac 9. Services now 23% of revenue. And other, which, uh, as Mark said, what the hell is other? Well, that's your Apple Watch and your iPods and... Um, few other bits and pieces, uh, I suppose probably peripherals and the like is eleven percent, so lordy lordy um the other category is now bigger than the Mac and the ipad um which is quite scary i mean the
2: ipad I, I wish i'd is there a way to go back a year, I would love to see what the growth of the ipad is, but bless the Mac, I mean for the Mac to be only two percent higher than the iPad, it does make you worry about what is the future for our beloved Macs. Looking at this, if you saw your Mac lineup was only getting 2%, and I used the you term loosely, 2% more than your iPad, would you be really thinking, well, you know what we need to do? Let's make an arm based Mark. You'd be going, mm, where do we put our resources? Yeah, Because you can guarantee they're probably making more profit. Because this is all revenue. They're not breaking out the profit here. No, they, well, I, here we I, go.
1: Uh, just for what it's <sighs> worth, Mark, um, and I think you mentioned this before the show, the percentage change in revenue by product year on year, Quarter two twenty nineteen to quarter two twenty twenty. Um other up twenty three per cent. So that's your watches and your um you know, your airpods. Services yep. up seventeen per cent. Um the Mac down by three percent. Um iPad down ten percent. Um and the iPhone is down by six and three quarter percent. So you know, uh Which demand is, is it... softening. Demand is softening, but people are picking up services, and I assume expanding their, you know, in, in the Mac ecosphere, they're expanding into the peripherals. More people who use iPhones or other Apple products are buying into the watches and the, you know, the earbuds and other bits and pieces.
2: Well, the 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 iPad this time around was an upgrade, but you look around at it, I think, oh my god, this looks amazing. And then everyone's going, Well, actually, it's not actually that much better than a 2018 uh, iPad, the last sort of iPad Pro. So it sort of makes you think, well, did they sort of just chuck this one out just because they're looking at the figures who go, Oh, we've got to keep the stimulus a lie for it because you know every time they put out a new ipad it's going to sell bonkers anyway and i just think this apple ipad that's just come out now with no announcement no sort of big hurrah no fanfare was just a sort of we need to just keep this product ticking over but when was the last time the can anyone remember the last time we heard some exciting news about the mac
1: uh, not well, really. Not, not really, I mean, there was the uh, there was the Mac Pro, but that's not for your average user, is it? Um, no. And then there I mean, was there's the... a rumor
3: about. A... Sorry, carry no, on.
1: no, go on, James, go on.
3: No, I was just going to say there's a rumor about a new MacBook coming out. Um, there's certainly been a lack of new products. Was it the fifty? Was it the fifteen inch, sixteen inch? The third, the, well, it ah. was
1: the sixteen inch with the you know going yeah. back to a scissor keyboard. Um mm-hmm. There's and the, the
3: MacBook Air,
1: the new upgraded MacBook Airs. Um, There's a
3: rumored 14-inch MacBook Pro.
1: Yeah, well, that's almost. Um, I mean, that's almost a given, isn't it? I mean, they've they've yeah. refreshed the 16-inch. It's highly likely that the 13-inch will get a refresh, whether it comes out as a, you know, 13 or 14 inches. You know, neither here nor there, really. But I'm pretty sure that model MacBook Pro will get a refresh. But yeah, I. I, I,
2: which,
1: well, yeah, when was the last time that I, the iMac had any exciting yeah. news? <clears throat> All the laptops, to some extent, the most exciting news we've had about laptops recently was realistically the the MacBook Airs. Um, I don't well, the,
3: know. The, the, the like Mini and the iPad are long overdue, a complete refresh. Um, I mean, they've had speed bumps and various other Wii updates, but. Um, I mean, the last Mac Mini update uh, uh, was pretty much kept quiet. There wasn't much of an announcement about it. You just the website and you saw there was more power and more yeah, this, more that. I, that but...
1: I think it was, a, oh, I mean, they we mostly did. increased the storage and I think they may yeah. have bumped the processor a fraction, but I mean, it was yeah. minuscule, if, if but, at all.
3: But... Yeah, but both iMac and you know, the standard iMac and the Mac Mini, are long overdue, been completely refreshed. Um, the, the interesting going be it will be in the next quarter how badly they get hit by the crisis. Um, I'm assuming these figures are, are pre-COVID.
1: Well, no, um, if you if you read the piece by Tim Cook, he's saying that they have, they've, they took a hit in sort of. Uh, it, yeah, but that, that, on, was at be- that was
3: just the that was the beginning of the. You know, yeah,
1: the but bias. Saying, you know, he's saying it's picking up again. So, according to him, to some extent, um, there was a, a, a distinct dip. But mm-hmm. as people have realised that the lockdown might go on for some period, you know, they've seen an uptick in people buying laptops and whatnot um, and iPads, presumably to uh, work from home. Um, there we go. I, as always, I mean... the, you know, you you look at this and you think, yeah, this is interesting. I mean, I would say my big thing on that is um, that you know a lot of analysts were predicting doom and gloom and that Apple were going to get absolutely hammered this quarter, mm-hmm. um, and they haven't. They have not got hammered at all. They've done rather well. Um, I do notice, however, that they've they've declined to give guidance for the next quarter. -hmm.
3: And which means there could could be could be a big hit like this. They could take
1: a big hit, but I think as Tim Tim Cook has literally said, it's it's too hard to see out of the windshield for the next sixty days. So yeah, um,
3: yeah. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how this will affect uh, stores Um, if they're finding they're doing very, very well with uh, online purchases and online in general. You wonder whether that might slow down the, the opening of stores. Um, it's just a wild guess, but um... I think
1: I think from from what I read in, in in sort of Tim's statement and a few other pieces I've read, that closing the stores has um has led to a bit of a hit in the kind of um the ecosphere sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, if you need a new Mac or you want a new Mac, I don't think it stops. But, you know, people, you can go to Apple.com or you can go to, you know, an online retailer and you can buy yourself and spec out the machine you want. So I don't think it's stopping people making particularly big purchases. I think where they're losing out is people going into a shop to look at a a Mac and coming out with a Mac and a watch or, you know, a Mac and... You know an an ipad uh, and so on. I think that's where that's where the stores generate a lot of revenue. People go in there to buy one thing and can be tempted as it were to come out with more than they more than they intended. It's also probably easier to upsell somebody to the next model up um, yeah. in a store whereas you yeah, know I've online you know people. People decide what they want and they put their order in. There's no there's no way for somebody there to say, well, you know, for just a couple of hundred dollars more, sir, you could get this, this and this, uh, you know. Um. It's also
2: like a tourist hit, isn't it? Because you think, you know, when you're when you're in a place where you go, oh, let's go to the Apple store, you almost feel uh, sort of, well, I might as well get something to say that I've, you know, I've been here and walk out with something.
1: Well, that's it. I, I'm sure things like sales of watch straps and, I don't know, those sort of things is uh, probably taken a hit. But there we go. They've still made lots of money for far more money than I can even dream about. There we are. There we are. Uh, and
2: I, I always like the figure that it's, it's, you know, all the figures, you just see like 1 to 11 or 0 to 56. And then you see the side billions. Yeah. And you just think that's an unfathomable amount of money.
1: Yep. It's just... <laughs> You know, it did unbelievable sums of money that, as you say, you cannot actually comprehend. Well, we've been going quite a while, and I do actually have um, a special report from uh, Nemo. His daughter has uh, a new iPhone SE, and she has sent us a report. So if we take a five-minute break to get a cup of tea, uh, we can listen to... Uh, Sheba Nemorowski's report about her new iPhone SE 2020. So take it away.
0: Hi, this is Sheba talking about the new iPhone SE. So I've had the old SE. Since it came out, and I loved it, it's basically the perfect phone and the perfect size for my tiny hands, and I would have kept it forever, except for they don't make it anymore. And big phones are the thing, and I gotta get with the program, and my old SE was just on its last legs, and I was charging it constantly, and I wanted a better camera, so when the new SE came out, I figured this is my chance, because I also don't want to spend $1,000 on a phone, because I just don't care that much about technology. Um, so I got the new phone, and it did seem giant compared to my old phone, I have to say. I know it's the smallest phone that they make, but it's still much bigger than my old one. Um, it doesn't fit perfectly in my hand. It doesn't fit perfectly in my pocket. It is definitely bigger than I would like it to be. Uh, it also has curved sides as opposed to the square sides, which I don't like, I like the square because I find it easier to hold and with the curved sides I feel like it's going to slip out of my hands so I kind of tend to grip it a little more tightly which is not good for my hands. So the first thing I did was get a pop socket which now I know what they're for. I thought they were just for teenagers but they do make it a lot easier for me to hold so that helps a lot having the pop socket because I can rest my hand rest the phone with the pop socket between my fingers and I'm not gripping it and uh hurting my wrist and my hand by gripping it. Um I'm still getting used to the size. This is my third day with it and every day I feel like I have to remember how to use it. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, "Wait, how did I do this again?" And I have to remember how to hold it with the pop socket and how I'm typing with it and the whole thing. So, I think eventually I'll get completely used to it and I won't even remember what the old phone felt like, and it'll seem tiny and weird, but I'm definitely not there yet on day three. I think it's going to be a while before I'm there. Everything else about the phone is great. The price is obviously great. It's basically an iPhone 11 in a less expensive body for 350 or 399 bucks, which you can't beat that. So that's great. The camera is great. The battery longevity is great. It's just really quick. Everything seems to work really well. The main things I use it for are the camera, listening to music, texting, you know, emailing, and a little bit of like Zoom and FaceTime, and those all seem great. So I've got no complaints there. It's not, for as far as daily use, it doesn't really seem much different than my old phone. Again, I'm not, like, a super technology person, so I, all the little things that they changed, I can't really tell the difference. The main thing I can tell the difference is that the battery life is much, much better than my old one because I was having to charge my old SE several times a day, especially now that I'm in, you know, quarantine and I'm FaceTiming and and uh, Zooming a lot, which uses a lot of battery. I was noticing that I was running out of battery and would, um, would have to charge it like once or twice a day at least. Uh, and this one, I don't. It's just the juice lasts a lot longer. And the camera, that's the other thing I notice is much, much better. I've been taking pictures. I take a lot of pictures and the camera quality is amazing. And the, it has all the um, portrait effects, which I didn't have before. So that's really cool. But yeah, the main things I noticed are different are the size and those two things. And, you know, two out of three are great. The size, not my favorite, but I'm hoping that eventually I'll get used to it and I won't even notice it. Uh, That's
1: my review, and uh, nice talking to you. Bye. And thank you for that report, Sheba. And uh, thank you for that. Hello, something's falling down in the background. (laughs) This is my wife kicking a load of stuff over in the background. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do that again, shall I? No, no, just roll with it now. <laughs> just, just keep it rolling, as they say. <laughs> it's live. Yes, well, the NHS has rejected Apple's uh, Apple and Google's Corona's app plan, uh, linked to the BBC. Um, the government says that a... Centralised system is far better. Far better for who? Far better for them, if you want my honest opinion. Uh, I'm very disappointed in this. I really am very disappointed in this. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. The British government seems to have a dangerously high desire to know, want to know everything about what we all do, who we see, yeah. what, how, who we interact it's with. It's not even, not even that. It would be
2: with how many things get leaked from the government, how many you know, How many times, oh, there's been a data breach or they've left something here or thousands. Because it's not, what we're going to realise is it's not like the government are going to have their own server. It's not like the government are going to have their own vaults. They're going to third-party contract out all this technology. There isn't, I very much doubt it's going to be some government department. No, they're going to farm this out Probably, I would assume. Well, to, to see it, I um, Are there any way that it's going to be, you know, backhanders and you know, shaking hands and stuff like that? And I want to know where my data is going. At least I know, or you know, it's going to be stored anonymously. Okay, then, so you couldn't use statistics in probability and all that sort of stuff. I just At
1: least don't, I know. What I don't. I, like it. I don't like any of these ones which are centralised because they involve tracking your location, mm-hmm. right? The Apple and Google one does not track any location, only devices you come into contact with. Now, I'm sure if you have a big enough supercomputer, you can reverse engineer these things. But who would bother, right?
3: Well, the two worries I've got with what they're doing is, one, they're not to using the proposals by Apple and Google about privacy. And the other one is uh, the mention of uh, GCHQ being involved. Yes,
1: it says here, corona- yeah. the UK's coronavirus contact tracing app is set to use a different model to the one proposed by Apple and Google, despite concerns raised about privacy and performance. Uh, the NHS has found a way to make the software work sufficiently well. Um, this um, Experts from the GCHQ National Cyber Security Centre have aided the effort. Because that gives me so much trust. Um, but, it did, I mean, the, the
2: NHS app, I can see working out of fear because t- you, you take it further down the line and you go to your doctor and they said, well, have you been using the NHS app? You go, no, I've been using the app all uh, well, in
1: Google. Well, there isn't one. one. There isn't one. I mean, Apple aren't producing an app, are they? They've only produced an API which developers can use.
3: Um, the, the worry of is, um, this is a, a backdoor into Google Lines apple's i o s systems um if you, if you if you're involving, involving the spying community of the u k then doesn't he really uh confidence in you
1: no i mean it says here you know the uh national cyber security center uh say that its involvement has been limited to a purely advisory role but uh to quote the famous phrase they would say that wouldn't they um mm
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, advising on what exactly?
1: Yes, you, you show
2: you show me someone in these areas that would actually know how the person on the street is going to use an app like this. I mean, why not leave app, you know, this sort of app in the hand of companies who have a got a proven track record and be sort of know what they're doing? Anyway. And yeah, you know, this could this is this could be the start to the digital passport for the UK because you know, don't forget, it wasn't too long ago that they wanted to know everything about our browsing and our email history for terrorism purposes. And that's all gone kind of quiet. But, someone's, you know, but somewhere out there, our data's being stored, which is why we all run VPNs, not because of anything to hide, but mainly because it's my right.
3: And the other thing is, that by the time they get all this going, um, a lot of this crisis will have passed. Okay, the, the worry is there'll be a second wave of it, um, but there's another article here about um, they're going to be trialing the app now on Isle of Wight. So it doesn't sound as if they're ready to you know to, to to roll it out nationwide.
2: Ah, but yeah, but they've already started doing the press and the uh, for it. It's a it's been a very subtle message. If we watch the PM's briefings in the evenings, they're just starting to slide it in and get it into the public conscience. And this whole thing about the second wave, this was all over the place the other day, about a week ago. Yeah, Germany are worried about it and
1: now nothing. There's mm. no new answer at all.
3: I must admit, I don't watch the UK... Um, no,
1: I don't uh, watch the, I don't watch it. It's a farce, I'm afraid. Absolute uh, if I farce. watch...
3: Yeah, if I I watch anything about the, the updates, it's usually the Scottish Government's updates. I'll uh,
2: watch. And fair play to the Scottish government for actually having a um a what's it a translator uh, a signer that's the word I was looking for. Yeah,
3: same language. Yeah,
2: yeah. Which the BBC don't do. But I also had to laugh when I was watching the Prime Minister's briefing about coronavirus and it's not conspiracy. This is real. And you know, in in the UK, we have a service called the Red Button where you press the red button, and it takes you what's called interact. Of services.
3: That's still want to
2: go. Yeah, because, and I know it's on the go because on my TV it says, press the red button, UFOs, are they real?
3: I've always been worried <laughs> if I press that button, the TV will blow up.
2: Um, I thought, that's brilliant! You're here talking about a virus, which I, I know a couple of people on Facebook have been, um, they've been kicked off of Facebook for posting the whole well, you know what, it, you know, it's strange, they say it's man-made. And they got kicked off of Facebook. But hang on a second. Now it's coming out in the news that this was man-made. Is there some sort of silence
1: and conspiracy going on here? Mm, who knows? I don't have any track with any of this nonsense. Um, anyway, this, the NHS approach with a centralised system puts the UK at odds with Switzerland, Estonia, Austria, Germany and... Um, the pan-European group called DP3T, which are all pushing for decentralised designs. Um, there we are. France is We're one working. of the more vocal advocates of a centralised model. Well, there we are. Um, I'm disappointed in this, to be honest. Um, also, you know, really? there are a lot of technical reasons why, uh, if you... You know if you don't go with apple's uh system, I'm not sure it's going to work anywhere near as well as uh the one Apple and Google proposed, so I'm disappointed, but I'm not really surprised sorry um and as you as you said jim uh contact tracing app is going to be trialed on the Isle of Wight, apparently, not quite sure um if I'd consider the Isle of Wight big enough or um populous enough to really provide much data but I'm not a data scientist Um, so that's enough about that it's going to start somewhere with a controlled experiment I suppose well I suppose at least the Isle of Wight is an island and therefore relatively uh, closed area there we are Um, some slightly sad news Uh, Clicks have closed the browser and search technology divisions of their company Um, this doesn't affect uh, this doesn't affect ghostery I'm glad to say I'm still sad to see that uh clicks will be going away, and their effort to build a private search engine that does not rely on um any of the tech giants uh has you know come to naught, which is a sad day, I think for all of us. There we go, yeah, so I reached out to Pete Knowlton, who is of course uh actually a part of the ghostery team uh and what he had to say was. And I quote, Clix was a team of folks trying to change the way we use the Internet. But unfortunately, they could not compete with the giant companies which run it today. Some of the smartest and most dedicated people I ever worked with, and I hope they all find new work homes as fast as possible, as I know they will immediately make a positive impact on any organization they join. Uh, and thanks to you all for saying something about it for us. So uh, thanks, Pete, for that uh, comment. And yeah, we're all very sad to see the end of clicks. It's,
3: it's, it's, it's sad that it's going. That's It's one less um, secure browser, but at least there are still options out there. You know, DuckDuckGo, uh, Firefox, they've all got... Uh, oh,
1: yes, definitely. No, um, Vivaldi, nervous. Know, um. Several, yes, there's Vivaldi, there's Firefox. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, actually, despite not getting a lot of mentions, Safari is actually a pretty secure browser.
2: Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but
2: there we go. I did have that pop up the other day to say, um, this website wants to use a cookie and if you use this website it will send data to Facebook. Something along those lines. So it actually warned me, like, whatever you do here is going to funnel back to Facebook. And I thought, that's an impressive bit of technology. So, And I immediately closed down that website.
3: Mm. There's a lot of pop-ups just now. Come, you know, A lot of these um, requesting you to accept or deny. Oh, there's a heck of a lot of it coming on browsers just now. <clears throat> well, wait, were you anybody anyone actually a, a, a user of Click? Uh, click?
1: Yeah, I use Clicks. You not not as time? my no, not as my primary browser. It's my secondary browser. So, right. um, you know, if something didn't want to play nice with Safari, or I thought something right. might be a little bit, you know,
3: not
1: yeah, I'm, not hundred percent sure about it, I'd use Clicks.
3: Um, yeah, I've noticed lately it's Safari, at least on the iOS side of Safari. Um, have, are, there's a few problems creeping into it Lights are trying to open up um, uh, I get I get, a, I get a, a, a PDF magazine uh, Fuji Love And uh, I had a heck of a time This morning getting my recent Issue downloaded And I happened to go into Firefox uh, App to actually download it on the, the iPad So Safari, Safari is, I don't know what's, what's wrong with Safari Just now on iOS It really is not very good hmm.
1: Okay not, not something I've come across, but there we go. I, mm. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't dispute your, your, uh, you know, mm. say so there, James.
3: Um, so I, I assume that the if you have the app, it'll start working, <clears throat> or will it continue um, to work?
1: I guess it will continue. Well, I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I. I I don't know. This they, won't get updated. It won't get updated for sure. Uh-huh. Um, whether yeah. the search engine, you know, whether the search engine will continue to work, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it will continue to work for a while, but like any, you know, any abandoned mm-hmm. app within yeah. short order, it's going to become useless. Um, talking about all those pop-ups, by the way, um, does it not really rather, more than the pop-ups? saying, you know, we we have cookies and do you accept and all that. Mm-hmm. What I'm finding f- more and more annoying is, one, that um, sites that I have visited endless times before yes. still ask oh. me, and then you have to yep, go, I get that. You ha- and it says, accept all or show my options. Now, I go into show my options, mm-hmm. and I've turned off reject all this tracking and other nonsense and uh, But then I have to wait while it does that and then say save and carry on. And it does that every yeah. single time I go. And I guess their angle there is... Isn't
2: that because it's not saving a cookie to say don't... Yeah, to save well, it, remembers, it to save. remembers
1: what my settings are. When I go into mm-hmm. what are the settings, it says, yeah, they're already all turned off. So it's just doing it... it on are they the have home... to be by default. They no, no, they're not. They'd, what they're hoping is that you will just click accept all rather than going through the fag of opening the bloody... Options box.
2: The, the best uh, thing I find for that is whenever I'm on uh, iOS and you get that box, go up, tap the little uh, yeah. icon, and do yeah. reader view.
1: Show, rate, show reader view. Well, and I, then I, always I, this website, I, that does that works also. I've said it before here. That also works on you know your Mac or whatever. Um, tap the reader view, and to hell with it. right But sure. I have. I, have, I hadn't
3: realised that would fix it.
1: Yeah, and when they bring up those, you know, do you want to um, accept a cookie or whatever, most of the time, if you tap um, read a view, you can just read the content. And
3: The thing I've noticed, though, even if you do click on, uh, you know, deny all, um and it highlights that, you know, I don't know the exact word for that, but you, you don't accept the, um, or the spyware or cookies or whatever they call it. When you click on to not accept them and go to OK, it still highlights the box saying you accept it all. Yeah. So the worry, the worry is, are you actually just being carried into clicking on to accepting oh, they,
1: they, it? They, they do very, try very hard to get you to accept it. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to call this out. I'm going to call this website out because this one absolutely infuriates me. And on the whole, I will not go there anymore. And that's Mac Rumours, because when you go to their site, you get this, you know, the usual boilerplate. We use blah, blah, blah information tracking and all the other gumph. And if you go show my options, it gives, it gives you a great long list each um, line of which has to be opened individually and then every single um, company attached to that sub list checked off mm. individually so yeah. basically I refuse to go there um, because they've made it impossible effectively to reject they've got no reject all or I don't agree, you, if you want to turn it off you've got to do it all by hand or you have to accept the whole lot and personally I won't seems... go there anymore
3: yeah, also seems to be uh, sites are run by Yahoo uh, seem to be one of the worst lots as oh, well. Oh,
1: God, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: Well, I think after that run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Shall we just quickly move on? Um, Shall we quickly move on then? I've got a link here from Input Magazine. Europe's GDPR legislation is proving to be worryingly toothless. Um, we won't go into that now because we've gone quite a while. Um, So... Just the worth of chirps. Uh, Jim, you put this one in, so did you want to do the first one about Darkroom?
3: Um, I haven't really have much to say about it, just the fact that it now I uh, can edit videos. Um, um, I haven't really used it very often and I haven't tried uh, doing videos. i I'd known about it yesterday, I have, tried um, doing that wee video I sent you a link to. In it, but um, yeah, I still prefer to use uh, SnapSpeed in iOS, but I'll maybe give it a go. Um, yep.
1: Well, that's fine. So there we go. Darkroom 4.6, yeah. which is a photo editor, has now added added video editing to its workflow. Um, Google Meet will soon be free for anybody who has a Gmail account. Uh, if you're worried about using Zoom. Um, or whatever. Also, I noticed that Telegram um, have said that they will be launching a video conference. Actually, right at the minute, the world and his brother is trying to launch a video conferencing app. Um, I guess on the hope that they can dethrone Zoom. Um, we've given Zoom Poor a lot of... Yeah, well, group FaceTime... Um, we never mentioned that, did we? Uh, group FaceTime apparently has had um, the option to turn off the annoying, make the person speaking fill up, you know, two-thirds of the screen so that if people are chatting you get an endless sort of inflating and deflating bubbles. Uh, you can now turn that off, apparently. Um, but there we are. Uh, Apple, uh, this is a t- this one's for me, this is mine. Um, worth a chirp, essential tips, as it were. Um, as you know, I have a MagSafe 2 laptop and I had a problem when my charger went poof. Um, I have purchased a MagSafe 1 to MagSafe 2 adapter, which cost me a whole £9 on Amazon, uh, which means I can, uh, you know, at a push, I can make use of uh, my several older MagSafe 1 chargers because I've got a glut of MagSafe 1 chargers from older dead uh, laptops. So I've bought a little adapter for £9, which will convert those to MagSafe 2 should I need them. Um... And the last one is Raspberry Pi have released a high-quality camera with interchangeable lenses, which is available from $50 uh, Link to Geeky Gadgets if you're into Raspberry Pi uh, making. And there we go. That, I think, will do for today. So, uh, let's wrap it up, shall we, boys? Uh, yeah. Mark, Mark, do you want to do your, uh, you know, plug your latest videos yeah. and such? Yeah, you can go onto YouTube. If you search for
2: Essential Apple, you'll see the last few videos that I've done. I've got a, uh, another m- review coming from my shelf of procrastination. And I'm going to try a how-to guide this week as well to try and put out a bit more regular, short-form uh, content. And you can also catch me on the Watching Men podcast and on the Twitter as well, at Ocean
1: Need. Lovely, uh, Jim.
3: Oh, you find me in the Slack group where I cause mayhem and uh, mischief. Um, you can also find me on Flickr as the SRPS Paint Shop, and also um the um uh, administrator for the Essential Apple uh, Flickr group.
1: Lovely. Um, I of course can be found on the Twitter as at Serenac, and that's S E R. E N A K. Um, all of the uh, essential Apple stuff is on the website, of course, essentialapple.com, um, and this is where I do the bit where I thank you all for listening, thank you all for berating your chums to listen or else, and all the rest. Thank you to everybody who supports us in any which way, so whatsoever. Uh, particularly if you are a Patreon supporter or via the Pinecast Tips Jar. Uh, And I think that's enough. That's enough of us. Yeah, yeah. I need to go out and fill up my Apple rings. Indeed. Well, one last thing. I must mention it. I must mention it. Um, We've already mentioned Skylum are still giving away Luminar 3 for free, if if you'd like that. And Steve at Geeks Corner, I know, will be having a bunch of giveaways in the near future including, I believe, Luminar 4 this week and possibly some affinity software in the near future. So please do keep an eye on uh, geekscorner.co.uk or follow him on uh, the Twitter as at geekcorner underscore UK uh, to keep an eye on his giveaways. And uh, with that, I think we'll say goodbye. 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 Yeah. Cheerio. <laughs> and thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the MyMac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the MyMac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, The G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David...
0: Hi, this is Dave Ginsberg, I'm the host of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and anything related to those technologies. Um, with my along with my co-host Warren Sklar, um, we get in depth with a lot of great things that relates to iOS and and its technologies. I'd love to give you to give it a listen. Uh, you can find us at InTouchWithiOS.com, with iOS dot com, or we are in Apple Podcasts or any. Uh, Podcatcher will be able to find us, Um, but uh, give us a listen. We'd love to have you listening to uh, those great technologies and relating to iOS. Thanks.